As day finally broke, the soft yoke of morning sun crept across the frozen mountaintop, a yellow cuticle spreading like butter across the dark sky. The air was thin and silent, save for the stir of wind. Illuminating a mass of hunched figures, the light landed with a soft touch where the bodies rested like cooked steak. A speckled luminance of perfect morning light danced atop the backdrop of human horror. The warm rays of emerging sun licked at the jaundiced icicles that had formed under their noses overnight, causing them to drip and drip and drip, dangling dirty stalactites seeping from the nostrils of the dead. Stiff with rigor mortis, frozen as crispy as fried chicken, a crowd of roughly thirty sat in labored formation. The lifeless bodies formed a precise rhombus. Crisscross applesauce went their legs, halted in a beginner's yoga pose. Their heads hung as if snapped at the neck. The corpse at the front of the diamond sat headless. The incision where their neck was once attached to their head was clean, frozen over already with a crusty slab of cloudy blue. A gush of crimson gore stained their front, a vivid slash of red that defied the monochromatic dress of the others. A single crow circled overhead, claiming the prize below with a sickening call. <laughs> Alice woke, jolting upright with all her remaining strength. Her emerald eyes screamed, but she did not. Her stomach emptied itself as her head pounded away. A splash of thin, colorless bile escaped her and steamed against the frigid morning air. It mixed with the outcrop of resilient alpine grass and obsidian rock she woke atop. Some twenty yards away lingered the assemblage of bodies, announcing their lifelessness with a hostile still. The crow cried again. The wind whistled sharply between the seated sacrificial corpses. Wiping her sleeve against her face to sop up the remaining sick, Alice felt the dull thrum in her head begin to mutate, morphing into something far more sinister. A persistent alien pain. Like a kick pedal, whapping at a porcelain vase or a chick, pecking its escape route through an eggshell, the thrum in her head was no less sharp than an ice pick, that wailed at the remaining scrambled thoughts bouncing around her skull, demanding a way out from inside her mind. She had no choice but to endure, and steeled herself against the violence of body and brain. Steadying herself, Alice found the strength to more closely survey her situation and the collection of bodies that lay in front of her. Recognizing almost immediately the headless man at the front of the formation, 
his indigo military-style cargo shirt and muscular arms announced him as an odd man out. A dead giveaway, distinct among the earthen robes and gaunt figures of the rest. She knew this man, cared for him. But it was too late to save her former companion, that much was clear. As to why she had been spared such brutality, Alice had no clue. An alkali taste, a mix of copper and bonfire and blood, tainted Alice's mouth, but was nothing compared to the thirst. A deep lacking that coated the recess of her throat, tunneling from her cracked and split lips to the bottom rung of her vacant belly. Scratchy and desperate, her throat labored to function, making it difficult for Alice to swallow, gulping sharp and painful gasps of the chilled morning air. Alice tested herself, studying herself. Her myriad aches and newfound deficiencies, moving her muscles and bones to uncover the deadly presence of sprains and breaks, but found none. She had no idea how long she had gone without food and water, but if her quick self-survey could be trusted, it must have been days. She wondered at her lack of restraints and disclusion from the diamond of dead, but despite her confusion, found a deep thankfulness for her freedom and for her life. A silver lining in a waking nightmare. Reaching back to piece together her circumstance, Alice found her immediate memories a distant blur. Unreachable and yet seemingly primed for capture like a film that had caked onto an image and obscured it. The days leading up to this hung on the tip of her tongue beyond the cloud, like the name of a movie you scrunch your face up to remember but cannot. She glimpsed her past as if through an opaque wall of fog, shapeless and muted, an echo of an echo, ringing emphatically and obnoxiously, but impossible to make out. The haze thickened atop her thoughts, dampening Alice's ability to rewind through recent events and plot a way forward, her brain power thwarted further by the gong sounding oppressively inside her head. Wong, wong, wong. It chimed heavily and unyielding. At least she still had a head to torture her a luxury her companion no longer enjoyed. A sub-zero breeze whipped across the crest of the plateau, slapping a renewed sense of urgency into the depleted survivor. In an animal response to unpleasant stimuli, Alice moved forced into action even as her eyes began to water against the harsh pelt of the wind which she now faced directly alice knew she needed to make her way down from the mountaintop lest she risk further exposure and certain hypothermia 
drawing her thin fatigues against the exposed flesh of her neck, she cast off a last shiver and shuffled away from the arrangement of departed souls without a final glance back. After all, she knew the image would be burned into her head for the remainder of her days on Earth. This is Daybreak, a horror survival story written, produced, and performed by Matt Oaks. Chapter 1 The Crow Alice's torpid legs did not lend her the haste she might have otherwise afforded such a situation, but another croon from the now-distant crow reminded her of the murder to her back. The faint sound of tearing flesh punctuated the steady howl of wind, followed by almost human sounds of wet, guttural gulps. All Alice could do was pray that it was not her companion being turned into carrion. She pushed on, down, 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 lowering herself over thick slabs of glassy boulders when her legs could not reach or lacked the strength to support her descent. The sun had come up considerably, and the air, in turn, had lost its defeating throng of frost. As Alice continued downwards, she paused to study what surely looked like endless wilderness. The peak from which she had now scaled down 500 feet or so was by far the tallest summit, but not the only one. But while the rest of the mountain shot up in spiny explosions of unceasing black snaggles of rock, the peak Alice found herself escaping was unmistakable. Its apex bowed and stamped into a surgical plateau, as if sawed off at the top like a Christmas tree that would not exactly fit into the family room. Alice almost laughed at the absurdity of her observation. Family. Christmas. Presents. What utterly far-off concepts. She pictured her mother cloistered in yoga pants, hustling to the next round of pressing appointments, appointments that never slowed or took a breath, holiday or no. And her father she'd not spoken to in what must be a decade or more. And even before that, his months and months away from their shared family home, which itself was in a constant state of fluctuation. Her parents were distant even in memory. The closest thing to family she had had in this part of the world was that lifeless mass of bones, cloth, and organs she had hurriedly left behind at the behest of the crow. A friend, a companion, a corpse on top of a mountain, 
and she had only met him back when he was amongst the living a few weeks ago. Or had it been months? With the fog in her head refusing to budge, she was no closer to the memories that would allow her to pin down any kind of a timeline. Thinking of her companion again, Alice allowed herself to drift and dwell. A rush of regret and guilt swallowed her as she remembered his qualities. Of the withdrawn but fawning looks he would shoot her. Of his uneasy companionship and willingness for adventure. Of the drunken night they fucked like teenagers. But where is his fucking head? Her brain interjected the idea with the abrupt forcefulness of unzipped trauma. Caught in the middle of scraping her backside over a razor-sharp boulder the size of a wheelbarrow, Alice misplaced her footing, the abrupt attacks of her thoughts throwing her off balance and sending her careening downward. Tumbling to the ground below, pinging and ponging and colliding, crumpled on her stomach, air whooshed from her like a popped balloon. Followed by a vicious thrash and deep pleading for breath, the storm of gasping for air and the undulating tumble of her migraine, a steady throb that pedaled away like a washing machine on heavy, relieved Alice of her remaining stores of perseverance as she lay staring at the sun, as if challenging it to blind her. The screaming crow barked again, seemingly satisfied enough with its portion of the human smorgasbord to leave it be for now. Its outline formed a dark Rorschach splotch against the blaze of ascending daylight as it drifted overhead, a blot of distinct black sketched on the surging yellow sun. Drifting like a kite, it fanned its tail. Best not to let the mind wander in times like this. The crow seemed to intonate with its warbling call, sweeping west on a rising current before dipping down and out of sight. Alice allowed her glance to follow the path of the crow and saw for the first time a sign of human life in the otherwise uninhabited swath of rugged land. An unmistakable footpath carved into the spine of the mountain, leading down, around, and hopefully to her salvation. Or at least a new challenge. Alice knew not what awaited her on that path, but was unwilling to risk a slow death of dehydration and exposure, adding another body for the crow to pillage. Picking herself up once more, Alice swallowed hard, turned west, and followed the crow. <laughs>